Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Spectrum Business High Speed Internet and Voice. The Time Warner Cable brand has gotten so bad, that they decided to burn it down and rename it Spectrum. But don't get it twisted. It's the same company that never gave two shoes about your time or money. Thanks for the sponsorship Spectrum, but you're a deplorable company. Today's guest is Lloyd Johnson. Podcast sounds different, doesn't it? It's a different uh, different sound because I had to recreate the entire anecdotal experience. It used to just be a template. I don't know if you guys know this, but I used to... Every intro was the same length. Every robot voice was the same length. But now, it doesn't matter. I can do whatever I want because I have to start from scratch. Lloyd's been on the podcast before. Lloyd Johnson talked about bone cancer my man's got bone cancer his experience with that listen to his old episode where and when to let the darkness in if you're feeling like you want to know what it's like to have bone cancer this episode's good too stick around don't listen to that episode yet listen after this is fun we have a good time lloyd's a good guy Let's start this episode with my buddy and lover, Lloyd Johnson. Yeah. How much are they with insurance? Five dollars. That's insane. I think it's safe to say there's a serious problem in our country. (laughs) I think that might be an understatement. Just, that's appalling, man. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's so ridiculous. If you had Medicaid, could you get that though? Um, I don't know. I've never had to deal with it, so I don't. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I've always had insurance. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, yeah, let's get into it, dude. How much uh, is your brother older or younger? Uh, he's older. Both okay. of my brothers were older. I was the youngest. Okay. Okay. Then so, uh. Wait, so how how many years older was he? Two. Okay. He was 14 when he died. I was 12. All right. And my other brother was 16. What was your, like, what was your relationship with your brother like um, growing up? So my middle brother, Waylon, the one that killed himself, me and him were pretty close. But in that way, like, we beat the shit out of each other all the time. We hated each other, but did everything together. Yeah. Uh, Mark was a little bit more removed from us, but still, you know still all together like we saw how much older is he he was another two years older okay yeah so he just he had more friends and more stuff going on right while we were still more a little bit yeah you know at home just two losers yeah 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 so yeah we would just say the most awful shit to each other on a regular basis and then but you couldn't say anything about either of us to the other yeah like we beat the shit out of each other and talk shit about each other all day but if you said anything about him you know, you might as well plan on fighting me. And if you say anything about me, you for sure had to deal with him. So, yeah. So you guys are super tight. Yeah. Yeah. What was, uh, well, like, yeah. What got him to that point? Like, was he a sad kid? What was your childhood? Like, you um, know? like now knowing the signs of it, looking back, you go, Oh yeah, he was depressed. Like, and, and I think my mom and dad were kind of aware of that, but not probably not to the degree, I guess that, he acted fairly normal. I mean, he was kind of moody, kind of quick to anger, but not not like lay in bed all day, depressed, kind of 
just like typical adolescent yeah yeah, yeah he's, angsty he's an angsty 14 year old but he just started it early yeah um he always kind of had like a he had kind of a different attitude towards a lot of stuff to begin with. He had a uh, he was born with his intestines on the outside. Oh, I've heard of that. It's called ga- gastroschisis, I think it's called. Yeah. And so he had like a giant scar from like sternum to like belt line, <clears throat> and he was really self conscious about that. Like he didn't like people knowing that. Was uh, he bullied? No, he was. So I don't know if it was just from that or what. He was a brick shit house. Like at fourteen, he put up two twenty five. Like it was, I mean, when the high school kids were doing their thing for football, yeah, he just hopped on the bench and went at it right there with all of the seniors when he was fourteen. He was just a mod. He was a little bit shorter than me and my other brother, okay, comparatively. Like, I mean, he was about the same height I was when he died, but I mean, Mark was much taller than him at fourteen, and by fourteen, I was way taller than that. But he he was like his shoulders were way broader, and he was just a meaty, muscly guy so he wasn't picked on ever no 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 he was he was uh my dad used to call him an anti-bully like he he was so that but that stuff bothered him so much like he got suspended in fourth grade i think because there was a kid making fun of a girl in a wheelchair and he beat this kid's face into the lockers until there was blood all over the hallway like he was that guy he he didn't tolerate that shit for a second okay so he like took on other people's burdens. Yeah, he, he's he that was, type of kid. Even as a child. Oh yeah, he was. He beat just, a kid's face in. He beat his face into the corner of the lockers. Oh man, was a kid's face mangled? Oh, yeah, Do you remember? Fu- yeah, it was fucked up. Get out, get a bunch of stitches. Oh my gosh, man! Did yeah. anyone at that point be like, maybe this kid has some serious rage issues? Well, I mean, it was always. It always came across so justified whenever anything happened. Like, and it didn't happen Still, a lot. I mean, I feel like he might have overreacted. Well, I mean, it started off as a regular fight, and the kid hit him, and he hit him back. Oh, and it just, God. It, it escalated to, it. yeah, it's just how he chose to end the fight was a little more drastic, Insane. I think, than most of us were. Wow, man. But he was also just, I mean, he was ridiculously strong for his size, so it just, yeah. like, he when he tossed someone around, he just literally would toss him around. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But you never thought anything of it. You were never like, man, my brother is a psycho. No, we all beat the shit out of each other on a regular basis. Yeah, we never like, bashed he, your face into a locker. No. The corner I mean, of a locker. He kicked me out of a tree once. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's... The, we were rowdy. I mean, we were just a rowdy group Yeah, of but kids. in hindsight, did it... In hindsight now, do you look back on anything that he did where you're like, well, no, I think... That I think that should have triggered something to someone that this kid had some sort of... I mean, it kind of seemed fitting for how we all behaved. It okay. really didn't seem that crazy to me. And I okay. mean, even looking back on it, like, that's just how we were. Like, we just did that kind of shit. Like, you know, it was nothing for my parents to come outside because we lived in central middle of nowhere fucking Alabama. Yeah. And we were outside together all day and just, you know taking taking apart anything boys being our, boys yeah getting yeah. our hands on rip shit apart all the time build new shit whatever yeah but we were outside 90 percent of the time so it'd be nothing for one of us to come in bleeding and my parents would be like oh, what right the fuck is this I'm like oh yeah mark the boy who Wailing. cried wolf the boy whose face was bleeding all the time yeah like we we just beat the shit out of each other regularly but i think that's just three boys especially in like kind of the like the neighborhood we were in was kind of like, we didn't live in a trailer, but there were a lot of them around, if that makes sense. That's where I lived. 
Yeah. So, yeah. like, I mean, all of our friends were, like, trailer park kids. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, it was just, everyone was just, ra- everyone was just rowdy that way. Right. So, just I mean, riffraff. It, yeah, it didn't seem crazy to me then. And, I mean, looking back, it's just, I guess it's all I knew as a kid. It was just childhood. Yeah, it was yeah. just normal. Right. Yeah. No, I was the same. I went home bleeding a lot, too. Not, I mean, it was mainly because I just, like, didn't wear my knee pads. But not because someone beat the shit out of me. I was a pussy, man. Yeah, we never had things like knee pads. and. I had everything. I had wrist guards, man. We had none of that. Yeah. We were, my dad was, like, <laughs> my dad was, like, Superman's man guy. Like, yeah. I remember once, all right, so my mom used to have show chickens. And I, I remember my dad building a coop for some of them. And he had, like, one of those big staple guns that had the air compressor on it. Yeah. He put a staple through the bottom of his thumbnail that came out the front of his thumb. Yeah. And he just looked over, grabbed it with his teeth, spit it on the ground, was like, hand me the Wendy's napkins, and taped a napkin around and just went back to doing it. Yeah. And me, I'm looking at my brother's like, well, who, we don't. You, I don't ever I can't cry about anything ever again I just watched this fucking psychopath put a fucking staple all the way through his finger and not yeah. flinch my dad was like that too but I still cried about everything oh we still I still did we still did it just yeah. it seemed like so ridiculous after seeing like this is a guy who had a heart attack at work yeah and wouldn't wouldn't didn't want to get in the ambulance until he finished the part he was making yeah he's just one of those he just was as that's old school masculinity yeah. where it's like your your self-worth is tied up in you ripping this staple out of your finger yeah and he, not taking a break yeah he just i mean he was just that guy like anything that ever happened that was never a big deal like yeah he didn't get worked up about walked anything. it off ever. yeah everything was yeah. walking off everything rubs some dirt on it you know all the same sayings you hear from the shitty yep. movies from the 70s and 80s he, that, that was him he was just that guy yeah i had that with my yeah i had that my mom was the poor baby and then my dad was like that i can't believe my kid well my is mom anything man my mom had a shit ton of brothers and sisters like i think eight of them i don't i should know that there's a lot of them there's yeah. eight or seven eight nine kids whatever and she was the oldest so i think she was just so used to all of her brothers and sisters whatever happened like oh okay it's fine right yeah you know i mean she was just don't die yeah she was basically a parent before she was a parent right so and I she knew children were resilient yeah i don't think any of it ever bothered her she was just so we didn't have a lot of like the idea of a helicopter parent like you hear now yeah i mine are the opposite they were like tank parents they were just keep rolling and yeah it's like that now i think it's like it's people are really scared. I think people are more. I mean, we're kind of like people are more scared of their kids getting kidnapped more than anything, more than like baby proofing their house. But I think, yeah, when I was a kid, I fell downstairs all the time, and it was like, well, you know, you're a, you're a kid. You you'll can, learn not to do that. Yeah, do it a couple times, you'll figure it out. Exactly. And my, I think my parents were. I mean, it, it sounds like a hacky brain. I don't think my parents ever worried about anybody kidnapping us because they had to get three of us. Right, and your and brother keep us. was a monster. Yeah, and, I mean, all of us were giant. I mean, when I let's say when I moved up here and moved, went into seventh grade, I was six one. Really? Yeah. Oh man. So I mean, even at like ten, I was five ten or something. You know, five eight. Okay. So your whole family was huge. Oh yeah, yeah. And then okay, so you'd moved up at this time before your brother. Yeah. So, uh, how it, how it panned out was. 
my dad was working for Pratt and Whitney in Columbus as a machinist, which is really the only thing down there for a machinist to do. It's in Columbus, Georgia, which was you know forty five minutes away from where we lived or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I came up to Cincinnati to stay with my grandparents for the summer, which we just kind of took turns doing that. Like the mm-hmm. summer before, Waylon had been up here, and yeah, it was just a you know a fun yeah getaway for a while. Um, during the summer that I was up here, my parents called and said, "Hey." You know, Pratt and Whitney just got bought out by PCI, which is some company from overseas, and they're going to get rid of everybody that's expensive. So, you know, dad might not have a job coming up. And if that's the case, we're probably going to have to move because there's just not many options. Mm. So that came to be like it it just they they got rid of everybody that cost them anything. Yeah. And my parents were like, yeah, we're just going to move up there. So just step there and we'll pack up all your shit and bring it to you. Uh And uh, we ended up staying with my grandparents for I don't know, the first five months or something we were up here. I can't remember how okay. long that was. So we were all living at my grandparents' house when the when that happened. Was so, it, do you think it, was it the situation, I don't know, man. Do I think, think part of it was moving, part of it was, I, I mean, I think it just, just that, you know, the kind of perfect storm of little things added up and piled right. up. Um, I've never seen the note that he left. Okay. I think my parents decided whatever was in it i just didn't need to see so i don't know if it said something about me or if it just was too i don't know if they just thought it was too much for me at that time wow man so i don't i still to this day don't know what it said and i've just i've always just been like you know if they want me to do my mom wanted me to see it she i'm sure she still knows where where it is or what it said or whatever i just so you leave it up to her yeah, to i just say i've never should. i've just never needed to know like i mean really yeah Huh. I'm, you just trust your mom. Well, I mean, it's, it's not even... What, what's me knowing going to change now? Closure? He's dead. That's as close as, it, closed as it gets. I don't know. Some understanding of what it... Did you feel like you... I mean, to me, it just kind of sounds like it was very unexpected, man. Oh, yeah. It was very much unexpected. Like, none of, no one was thinking that was coming. I think the I was probably the only person who might have been the closest to having a clue and that's because he would say shit like that every once in a while like one of these days i'm just gonna blow my fucking head off and the you way you never took him seriously <clears throat> no i mean i literally would go back and i'm like oh good i hope you fucking do like yeah and, and i mean literally I, I mean maybe a week before it happened he said something like that yeah and i was like good i hope you fucking do right but you're just bros yeah we were just shithead yeah kids so yeah. i mean like it made me feel like shit for a long time but as i got older i was like no why would i ever take that serious like, right you know, it was I mean, your relationship. Yeah, and he had said it. Yeah, he had said it a dozen times before. You know where he'd say something like that, but you didn't. And think like, oh, he's actually gonna blow his fucking head off. It just was. He'd say it when he's frustrated about something, or yeah, we all say that. Yeah, like there was a situation where <clears throat> I don't know. My parents found like some knives. I, I don't remember how that all went down, but like it was like like a throwing knife thing or something we got from a mm-hmm. flea market somewhere, and I guess someone put them outside above my grandparents house they were like sitting outside somewhere and uh i think one of my grandparents found them out there and my parents came in like all right you guys are and you know they, they knew mark wasn't doing it because that just wasn't mark's style yeah. so they assumed it was me or Waylon. and it was like yeah all right well you guys are just in trouble and it's like well he did it no he did it i honestly i, I maybe i did i don't remember yeah what I, I don't even remember how they got out there or, right but 
I remember after that, like we're both sitting in my grandparents' basement. And he's like, "Ah, instead of being grounded, he's like, I just shoot myself in the fucking head." It's like, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a ra- it wasn't a weird thing for him to say. Like when he got frustrated or really irritated with something. Yeah. So Did I, he? Okay, you got yeah. You just gotta tell us about that day then, man. Because I want to. There's a lot of. I just want. I don't know. It just. It just seems so crazy though that it just kids you know being kids and saying i mean even something like that that you said that doesn't even seem like it's a possible connection that he could have been taking that seriously if it was so because depressed people act a certain way and when they sometimes when someone says that there are certain ways they can say it where you can tell they they mean it and a lot of times people that are going to do that wouldn't say that yeah i mean it, it it never seemed like a real thing to like yeah it never seemed like a, an actual concern right but i was also 12 so yeah what do even you if know it you did, don't yeah, empathy or anything if it did i yeah. had i would have had no idea right so i mean it took me a while to like just kind of brush that off like I can't, you know i mean yeah. for a couple of years afterwards i was like yeah he said something to me like a week before right but he didn't really say and then as i think yeah. about it i'm like yeah he said it a dozen times before that too for right. years up to it so he wasn't confiding in you right anything, i don't yeah. or, or i mean if he was i didn't notice any difference or wouldn't have had the ability to realize that's what was happening so yeah i mean i just had to kind of let that go like that, that, that's it's not, not you, a, man. yeah yeah but yeah for the first couple of years afterwards that bugged me yeah but um so how that happened how that yeah, the man. whole situation came to be um so it's september 11th 1995 weird yep <laughs> so uh yeah oddly six years later i took the day off work because yeah you know it was just like a shitty day for the family and i was staying over at my brother's house and uh that's when we found out about the like september 11th it was just like weird why what what, what the fuck's going on with this day yeah so i mean that's not important but so we got up and went to school like normal. Um, we normally all walk together. And when I was like, he was getting ready or whatever. He was like, just go ahead. I'll catch up. Okay. Or just go ahead. And I, I don't even know if he addressed it. He was just like, just whatever, go. Uh-huh. Um, which no one thought anything of either. But apparently he had the night before snuck into my grandfather's room and taken a gun. So, I mean, he at least knew the day ahead that he was planning on doing this. Right. Um. So, yeah, me and Mark walked to school, went to school normal. I went through my whole first bell. It was fine. Uh, second bell, about halfway through the class, the counselor walks in, and she kind of, it kind of bugs me when I think back, because she didn't really have, like, a serious face. She was like, oh, hey, the principal needs to see about something. Mm, to, like, to me. Right, you weren't uh, prepared. Yeah, like, I, I didn't, yeah. like, I literally got up, like, oh, what did I do now? Like, trying to make jokes and be silly. Yeah. And we walked to the office all the time, and she just didn't, she didn't give me any indication like I was about to be blindsided by well, the maybe worst. Maybe she didn't know, man. No, she knew. Oh, okay. Um, so she walked, like, because when we got into the room, my grand, my grandmother and grandfather were in the room by the principal's office, and the counselor was the one who said, hey, look, something's happened to your brother. I'm going to let your grandparents explain it. And then she just peaced out. She just dipped. Oh, got it. Yeah. So, I mean, she knew. Right. But the way she came in, she was just like, oh, hey, Prince, we need to talk to you about something. And so we just walked down there. And like I said, I'm just, you know, right. make cracking jokes. And, yeah. and uh, so we get in there and my grandpa's crying, which my grandpa's very much like my dad. Right. So 
it was i immediately knew like oh shit like yeah. this is bad something bad happened i assumed i my first thought was that my dad had died because he had had a couple of heart attacks yeah or that he had had another heart attack or something like i knew it had to be something really really serious because my grandpa just he's not the kind of dude to cry he's yeah just not. yeah <clears throat> and my grandma was crying which is almost even more disturbing because she's straight hard-nosed west virginia right. coal miner late you know mm-hmm. so my grandpa while crying just kind of looked at me and mark because we had to wait that was the other thing that got me was we had to wait for mark to come over from the high school because mm-hmm. Fannytown has the high school and middle school side by side but it still took him like you know another three or four minutes to get there so, so they're just, waiting on telling you until mark got there yeah so i was just sitting in the room like uh like i got anxious to the point where i was just i was like kind of bouncing around the room like what the fuck's going oh, on oh yeah that would drive me nuts you just know that something really sad happens but you didn't know what yeah, yeah. so mark walks in and uh my grandpa goes uh your brother hurt himself and i like I'm, i kind of started to calm down like okay he hurt himself and he's like uh he he shot himself in the head and i, I remember like thinking like well that's not hurt that's that's dead like you that, that kills you right like i remember like trying to i was impatient to the point where i, I was almost yelling at him like tell me what the fuck's going right. on like don't i was don't so slowly wade into the bad news yeah don't yeah. don't you know don't don't bury the fucking lead yeah. here like let's 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 yeah. go with the important part so and he you know kind of explained everything they knew at the time which was my parents were on we were going to go meet my parents who were about to head to the hospital um and Waylon was already there he had been air cared in or whatever so we get into the we get into the car we drive to i feel like we i can't remember i think we drove back to my grandparents house and met up with my parents maybe mm-hmm. and uh why didn't your why weren't your parents at the school they were both at work okay and my grandparents were both home so they found out like the police came back and told them and they immediately came up to mm-hmm. get us and okay. i think my parents both came home from work or whatever right um yeah I, I don't it's hard to remember all the yeah but uh so we all meet up and my at the time my mom was making us go to this church out in sharonville or something yeah um by this time i was a, a million percent out i didn't care about church at all i didn't buy any of that stuff. your mom was the religious one yeah and okay. and it was uh like she stayed that way for a long time even after all this but i think over time she kind of lost all that too but yeah <clears throat> at the time i was me and waylon were not at all like it, it was such a ridiculous thing to me at that time that i i didn't buy any of it so i we we waited for this dude the preacher or what pastor or whatever he was called to come yeah. get us and pick us up and drive us down there and i was already irritated that we had to deal with this guy like i, I don't like this I, I didn't like the guy i didn't want to be around him right the whole thing so like i'm I was getting so irritated through all of this and so mad that I, I, I was almost kind of frustrated with everyone around me for crying and and being all upset. It's like, can we get this moving? Like, I remember just being really impatient and anxious. Like, I need to know what's happening. I need to, I need to get to, to there to know. Like, is this is this like is he dead? Is he? You still didn't know he was dead. No, uh, not a hundred percent. Like. So he, even when we were, even when we got to the hospital, he still had some brain activity. Okay. <clears throat> and, uh, 
So, but I'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, so we're we're driving there with this pastor guy, whatever his fucking name was, and uh, he pissed me off so bad in this car ride that it almost muted all of the, like the anxious and sad. And I remember my mom asked him like, "Please tell me, just please tell me that if he dies, that he's gonna go to heaven." Mm-hmm. And this pastor just looks at her like with an almost nonchalant kind of attitude, like, "Well." It depends on whether or not he accepted Jesus into his heart. And I mean, you know, you know how it works. Yeah. Like very like, like he wasn't talking to, yeah, yeah, like he wasn't talking to a mother who who had just, you know, was dealing with facing her son who just shot himself in the head. Right. So, I mean, I was so fuming mad sitting in the back that I remember my hands were cramped up from my fist being balled. I wanted to punch this dude worse than anything i like i was more mad at that guy than i think i'd ever been at anything right so by the time we get to the hospital like i remember kind of shoulder checking him out of the way to get through the door yeah like i was i was so preoccupied with being mad at him that it wasn't registering what we were doing right um we get there and we go walk up to this waiting area and this one nurse comes out and she's got tears in her eyes and the nurse does. Yeah. Because it's a little boy, man. Yeah. So the nurse comes out, and she's got tears in her eyes, and she's like, oh, okay, we're going to go back here. And they walk us back to this room, which to this day, I I don't know if that was a good idea or not. So they walk us back to the room where Waylon yeah. was. Yeah. His head's all wrapped up in gauze. Both of his eyes were all black. And, uh, like, it it looked like his head was shaped weird. I don't, I don't know how to yeah. describe that. But, it, I mean, they had bandaged it up, I guess, as best they could. But it didn't look like him to me. Yeah. Like it looked so foreign that even looking at him sitting there, it didn't kind of sink in until I saw my dad reach over and pinch his arm real hard. Like it, like it was almost like a, I realized what that, like it was like a denial of like, no, you need to wake up now. Like, and then my dad started crying and I was like, okay, now shit's real. Like that, this is real. Like he's trying to say you need to wake up and he like pinches him so hard that he would have to wake up. Yeah. 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 And he, he didn't, Move. You know, clearly, but and they yeah. still had some brain activity. But the doctor was already telling us, like, "Hey, look, this is what's going on, and it's not. You know, there's no, there's nothing we can do about it. It's he's he's gonna he's just as soon as we stop these machines, he'll he'll die." And there was there was no hope. No, so yeah. it was like okay, but I mean, being in that room, even for the first, I mean, it probably happened in the span of like five minutes that we were in there, if that. But it, the first half of it didn't even seem like a real thing was going on. Like, it didn't seem like a real thing to me at all. It was just like, oh, okay, this is this is a weird... Because like, it was so unexpected. Yeah, and it, I just... I didn't have any frame of reference to put any of that into. Like... It wasn't like, oh, today's the day that Waylon killed himself. It was just like, there's... This can't be. It just... Well, it was just surreal. It was just like... It was almost like... So, yeah, you know, maybe I was a weird kid, but I always had like this idea that everything was being, everything I did was being filmed and it was just like a TV show. I would think yeah. that sometimes when I was little. Right. And on that day, it really was like, is this like some weird, like, is this, like, it made me think along those lines almost for a bit, which I know probably sounds like a really no, weird No, that makes reaction, sense. I think but, you kind of have that where you think you're like, oh, this is the episode where Waylon dies. You just have that mentality sometimes. It's hard to look at your life and, or maybe that's the way you cope, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean I don't know. and yeah. I'm sure I was in some kind of shock or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it was, it was a lot. I remember being like every second that someone wasn't talking, 
I started thinking about what the next few days were going to be like. Yeah. Like, it sounds selfish and shitty, but I was like, oh my God, this is going to suck. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to be so bummed out for so long. Right. And everything's going to be so... Like, I... I, like, I you're, so, you were, like, not... Like, the whole family life was just going to be depressing. Yeah. And, and... Yeah. Like, my mom had had mental health issues in the past. And I was like, I remember processing, like, oh God, this is going to... Like she has depression issues and all kinds of other things. I was mm-hmm. like, this is going to send her off into, yeah. And my dad was a drinker, and I'm like, he's going to be just a mess. And you know, I, I remember every time someone wasn't talking, like my brain started processing all of that stuff. Like, oh, this is going to suck. This is going to be awful. Like mm-hmm. I was still, like, I was sad about it, but it didn't seem like I, I guess I just hadn't grabbed onto like, oh. This, like you're sad about him being dead too right like it didn't seem like i was which i kind of felt i felt like i should be i felt like i like i felt like i was supposed to be more sad than i was at the time yeah which makes me think like oh that was probably in some kind of shock or something well did it i mean did it eventually oh yeah yeah it it definitely settled in like once we got home and and you know he just wasn't there yeah and then we just started to you know my parents tried to have like a talk with us and it's kind of like we were almost like, "What? Well, don't guys don't like we? Uh, there's we no, you're, there's nothing you're gonna say that's gonna right. make this not the most fucked up day of my twelve year existence." Yeah. <clears throat> so, oh my gosh, man. Yeah. So we go through. Like we get uh, the other thing at the hospital that like kind of kind of got through and broke me a little bit was they asked if it was okay if we do, if they donated his organs. Yeah. And my mom and dad looked at each other my dad just started saying yeah of course and my mom was like yeah and then she like stopped for a second and grabbed the lady and was like please not his eyes not his eyes not his eyes not his eyes like she said it a bunch of times mm-hmm. she's like I can't I can't I don't want to think about somebody with his eyes like you know what I mean like, it, it was yeah. so much more real to her than it was to me at that time that yeah. I just I was like well oh shit I, sh- I should be that upset and then I started feeling shitty and guilty because I wasn't feeling that upset right you know, I think I just, I put it into every other emotion I could get to other than sad. So, like, I was mad at the preacher guy. I was mad at them for not hurrying up and telling me everything. I was... Yeah. And then when that happened, like, it, it turned into, like, guilty and shitty feeling. And, like, I never got, like, I, I don't, I didn't get sad until, like, we got home and everything stopped. Right. And then I had, I had no choice but to be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, like, it made you, it made me feel... Like like I wasn't a human for a couple of hours, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like you were... Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, man, I hear that from a lot of people that just, when something happens like that, the you can't immediately emotionally process it. And I imagine a lot of your family, too, uh, wasn't processing <clears throat> it either. You yeah, know? I, I remember... Even though they seem like it. I remember on the way home... Um, I think Mark said something or whatever, and me and him both kind of chuckled. Mm-hmm. And then I immediately was like, oh my God, I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world. Like, we're making a joke right now. Like, it wasn't even like a, it was more like an awkward chuckle thing. I don't, I have no, I can't yeah, remember for the life of me what he said. Yeah. You, but it was kind of like a, uh, yeah. Like one of those, like, you know, kind of nodded our head, like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, and yeah. It, it, immediately, as soon as I did it, it's, oh, you are such a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it, my brain was focused on everything other right. than like, Hey, your brother's dead. You should be sad about that. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, obviously when you fault yourself for it, but I don't think anyone's like, anyone's like these poor kids, they're 
brother just died and they have no idea what it effect is going to have on the rest of their life they're just confused and they're trying to channel it in whatever way possible and you can get a moment like that well i don't think anyone was paying attention you don't like if it makes any sense like yeah. uh, my mom was definitely just i mean she was a mess which she should be right Oh, and my dad just had this dead stoic like i remember like his face just didn't change yeah. for anything like, like he barely was blinking he just had this like super intense look like he was about to just murder everybody in the room yeah so i was kind of terrified of of him mm-hmm. i was really really worried that my mom like my mom had tried to commit suicide before in my life like when we were younger and she got put in uh, a place called the bradley center for a while so like i was very hyper aware of what was going on with her mm-hmm. and i was very concerned like oh this is gonna make her like this is gonna break her this is gonna make her not okay right. ever again and then you know me and mark were we were kind of in a period where we weren't that close like i was much closer to Waylon than i was to mark yeah and i think it it's gonna it kind of changed the dynamic of how me and Mark ever got along again in a weird way. How was your relationship different? <clears throat> um, we just weren't as close. Like it felt like there was a thing, like there was more distance between me and him from that point on, at least to me. Oh, like Waylon kind of brought you two together. Cause of like the age barrier kind of connected through him in a way. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe in that, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know how to explain that. Like it would just, it just felt different. You don't say, so do you, I don't know. And, so me and just, me and Mark still aren't like close, close. Like we were, we were much closer in high school, but that's because we had the same friend group and everything. But anytime we haven't had like something tying us together, we're not terribly close. Like, I don't mean that's like, I love my brother to death. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a good dude. I, it's, it's nothing about him that we're not good. We just aren't that like, I don't call him every week or anything like, right. You know, what I mean, if my phone rings, it's not. I'm not assuming like, oh, that's my brother. Yeah. Like it's it's rare for me and him to have like a conversation or whatever. But if he needs something, I'm there. If I need something, he... yeah, you're not really your family, not friends necessarily, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I would hang out with him. He's a cool guy. It just yeah, I just don't. You don't hate your brother. We know. Yeah. yeah. I, just, I don't know how weird that sounds coming. Yeah. No. That's. Uh, I mean, that's it's a strange thing to happen <laughs> when you. I don't know. I don't know. Because I could see it happening the other way where you lose someone. And you're kind of like, well, you're all I got, buddy. You know, whether we're compatible as friends or not. Like, you're my you're my blood brother. I think maybe the reason I paid so much attention to that was I, I, I think I thought that was what was supposed to happen. Yeah. And it never, like, that part didn't. Like, I think we paid more attention to how each other was doing and, like, what was going on with each other for right. a while. And, you know, they made us go to, like, counseling at some place called Fernside or I think, and which was just the worst ever. Mm-hmm. I never, I, I never got any sense of help or closure or anything from that place. All it was was every week for a couple of months, we just had to go there. And I was like, oh, well, this is a sad day. Like, everybody's just going to be mopey and fucking sad. I'm going to have to listen to all these people talk about you know similar experiences and blah blah and i just i didn't want to do that i yeah. didn't want any part of that and i think mark you just was, wanted to move on well not that what it sound, on. it sounds like that like you just kind of wanted to get things over with and well i didn't know how listening to other people complain about their shit made my shit any different yeah i guess people go to those things to feel like they're not alone right but i i was aware that other people die i i i, I don't know it just didn't it didn't do anything for me it, it irritated right. me more than 
helped me and the, the maybe it's also the dude who ran the meetings was just this condescending shit bag like i, I didn't like him at yeah. all um there were a couple of the other kids there that were there that i did like <clears throat> um i stayed in contact with one of them off and on over a few years and and actually just recently found out he passed away like last week oh wow from why? Uh, he had an embolism or something. Okay, it wasn't. So yeah, it was really. wasn't. Okay, but yeah, his older brother had killed himself, so it was like we were similar, and he also hated being there. So I mean, that's kind of where me and him got along. But yeah, so whatever it takes, I think those things are there for people to just connect and be like, oh, like it's helpful to know, like, oh, you you hate being here, and you have a brother that just killed himself. It's not just me. Yeah, but the counseling part of it, like where they would try and talk to us and have us go, oh yeah, like, like steps uh, and like, like it was just procedures and like yeah, that. Gotcha. it was just monotonous and tedious and obnoxious and right. So if anyone ever finds themselves in a situation like that and your kid acts like they hate it, they probably do because it yeah. sucked. Like that was, it really was like oh they're just deciding for me that I'm going to be sad today. Yeah. Like, I don't get a choice in whether or not I go. I have to sit and listen to all this sad shit and people crying. Right. And I'm one of those people, like, if someone's crying and I don't know them and I don't, I, I, I or at least at the time, I, just, I didn't really empathize with the people that much. Right. Because it was like, well, yeah, that we're all here because something shitty happened. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, your ver- what the details of yours is don't really mean that much to me. Like, I'm still dealing with my own shit. I don't need to know about yours too. So I don't know if it's Yeah, just I like- think when I see when I imagine that, it's the people saying today was good. This is how it's been and like I made a step forward today. It's the alcoholics anonymous when they're like I'm 400 days sober. But- when they say that, like you're doing it's getting better and I'm making steps. And you see people uh, getting past their grief. But I don't remember any of that. I just remember every time it was just basically someone would tell a sad story. Everyone would tell them, like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, awkwardly kind of try to console them in our little teenage minds. That Right. It was. It, yeah. it just seemed... It's like a bad the, idea. It seemed like the opposite yeah. helpful to me. It, it sounds like a bad group, and it sounds like a bad idea to have these, like, young kids just talk about... Like, because they're not... They don't get it. They're just like, oh, wow. Now I get to hear... I get to be a part of your horrific experience, too. And yeah. then I don't see you or talk to you any other time other than here. Right. All I know is you as a guy with a dead brother. Yeah. I don't remember most of your names. Yeah. I don't know anything about you other than, you know, someone had a dead brother or a dead dad or right. dead, whatever it was. Like, I'm going to hear a bunch of sad shit. And then this dude's going to give, like, you know, daytime talk show advice at the end of it. Yeah. And wrap it up with some shitty you know quote at the end that's supposed right. to help us and half the time it was some shit out of the bible which i was like oh uh, yeah like I, I yeah i had no interest in hearing any of that it just didn't all it was was like oh okay cool you have an imaginary friend that means a whole lot to you i'm yeah. real fucking happy for it. like it was irritating to me so what um <clears throat> i guess one thing one thing there's two things i want to ask you the easy segue here is what helped you move past it man um just time like like my parents were both they had their own shit to deal with the, you know what I mean like they both had problems before we ever got it before this ever happened right you know my mom was very depressed my dad was an alcoholic listen to Lloyd's first episode if you oh, want yeah, the that backstory <clears throat> so I mean I, it, it was kind of just like oh well 
it kind of was just to me it was like oh i don't get that like all the kids stuff's done right like now you have to do you have to look at things from a different perspective like you have to be more adult now like i felt a pressure to be more adult because why because all the other kids i went to school with they had no way of relating to that. It didn't make any sense to them if you talk to them about something like that. They right. weren't going home and being like, oh, I hope mom's okay today. Like, I hope she's not laying in bed all day today. Just sad. Right. It forced you to be... Got it. So it forced you to be a person that's, like, caring about other people's needs, which isn't what a kid does. Or at least concerned about it. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Thinking about it. Yeah. It yeah. just it occupied a lot more of my time. Or, like... Other people's problems seem so mundane and stupid. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I'd have a friend, like, I remember this kid in, like, ceramics class or something. He came in, and he was like, man, my my dad wrecked his car, and we all really liked that car. And he went on and on and on and on mm. about this fucking car. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't care any less about the situation. I would not be sitting here if I didn't get in trouble for getting up and walking away. Right. So now I'm forced to listen to you talk to me for 45 minutes about some shit that means nothing to me. And you knew about your brother. Yeah. Yeah, kids don't know, man. <laughs> I know. I mean, looking back on it now, it, it, I, I realized, like, I got treated different after that happened. Yeah, well, you're unrelatable in a lot of ways because <clears throat> those kids haven't experienced loss at the age of 12. You know, yeah, and it just was very, like, now I'm the weird kid. Did you have a hard time connecting with people? Yeah, to a certain extent. Like, I hung out with... It, and I mean, I, I probably would have anyway, just because of how I was. But I hung out with like the weird kids, the yeah, like all the goth kids and all that shit. Like those were my that was my friend group. But I was really good at sports, and I played all the sports, so I hung out with those guys when I did that. And then I liked you know metal music, but also liked a lot of hip hop, so I could connect with those guys. You know what I mean? Like I, I had peripheral connections with everybody. But I really only hung out with the kids that got picked on and stuff because me and my brother were giant guys and it it felt like it helped them not get picked on having us around. Okay. Like I felt obligated. And, and that's not to say my friends weren't cool or I didn't enjoy them or whatever. <clears throat> but uh, they were, you know, we hung out with all the kids that were different. And we hung out with like almost in a protective manner over a lot of them to a degree. Did it, you feel like you were upholding your brothers? A little bit. I think I think maybe part of that. I mean, my dad always instilled that kind of shit into us anyway. Yeah. Like, my dad was the guy, if there were people, if there was like a guy yelling at his wife at the grocery store, my dad was the dude who'd walk over there like, hey, cut this shit out. You're not doing that here. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was always kind of policing people anyway. That's, yeah. Like, he was a very bold dude, which I, I think I told a story on the last one about like I have a little bit of that like I remember a guy cutting a line at Kroger and trying to ring up stuff in front of other people and I went and started throwing his shit back in his car I think oh, I brought yeah, that up on that last did. yeah yeah so I mean I think that just is kind of <clears throat> part of who we are like family wise but yeah it definitely translated into what friends I hung out with more right like I, I felt like you know some of my friends got you know they were picked on pretty bad and then when me and Mark showed up it, it kind of it kind of changed the dynamic a lot. Right. It's going to sound arrogant, but it kind of changed the dynamic throughout a lot of the school. Cause like the kids who got picked on the most, they just stopped getting picked on as much. Mm -hmm. So it made like the weirdest groups of friends. Like, you know, we'd have guys that would never have sat with them at lunch, would come sit, talk to me, hang out with them, get to know them. 
and I feel like it toned everything down a notch. Yeah. As far as just anyone being picked on, because you know, here's these two giant weird guys that just didn't put up with that shit at all. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe that was just my perspective made it seem more impactful than it was. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why I'm off on this, but. Yeah, no, I know, but I don't know. I wonder how much it, I don't know, your brother, I don't know, maybe felt that burden of being the Batman, you know, the Bruce <clears throat> Wayne type to, you know, look out for everyone. It, it, I mean, it made a lot of interactions just super weird. Like, girls would come up that didn't know me and just be like, I'm so sorry about what happened and blah, blah, and I'd almost get mad. Like, why are you bringing this up now? Like, we're at a football game. Well, I think they just want... They don't know what to do, but they want to feel like they're doing something or and, something. I don't know. And there's a couple of people that, to this day, I hate them. Why? Because there were there was one guy who... I know where he lived. I know which way he walked to school. And he used to tell people that he was one of the people that found my brother. Oh, just to, like, yeah. be involved. Oh, gosh. And it was so gross. And, like, to this day, I've seen the kid a couple of times, and I hate... I I still hate him. It's like, ugh. That was, it was so gross. Well, he's making it about him. Right. Which is just... Yeah, it's gross. And he wasn't the only one. Like, I'd heard from other people, like, oh, this person said it. And, and you know, the counselor told me that it was some girl that found it that I didn't know. Right. Like, I think she he was... knew the story. A couple of years yeah. younger than me. So... And then, you know, people were like, oh, I walked through the park that day. And then, you know, you'd hear shit like, so he went to, a, he, he went off one of the side streets on the way to school and there's mm-hmm. like a park down there and that's where he killed himself. Yeah. Um, and some people did cut through that park to get to school, but apparently like right after it happened, somebody called like, hey, there was just a gunshot. Right. So like the police were down there and they weren't letting people walk through. So I know just the amount of people I heard like through the grapevine were like oh I went through the park that day and there was this going on right. and this. like I know most of them were full of shit yeah it's just them taking like a real sad thing for you and finding a way to make it them seem interesting yeah and it's just, like that that yeah like I think it affected my outlook on people in general mm-hmm. like I was just like oh this is like it felt so gross right that I was like those are subhuman people those aren't real people and, and like yeah, I think I. Uh, you know what though? I mean, I think they're just people, man. I think that's natural. I think it's that some people don't. I think most people don't have that ability to be like, no, that's a family that lost a kid, and like it's not. I'm just gonna shut the fuck up because it's not my story to tell, and yeah, I, I think I, I think that's natural for a lot of people, and I'm, I think it's a it sucks but people will do that yeah i mean it i also another thing that really used to just get under my skin is people like oh well that park's haunted now and like Uh, they'd say that was an earshot of me and it's like one i don't believe in ghosts or any of that dumb shit right and two you know i'm here that's so it's again it's just it's make it's like trivializing it as a spooky story and not like part of your life man yeah just uh, i mean to me it was always anyone anyone i ever heard do any of that shit was just like ugh, like yeah like it, it was it made them immediate like you're never we're never gonna be okay like we're never gonna be friends right like you just counted that out one statement you're i'm done with you forever you're out i bet there's a lot of people like that that 
did that and they think back on it now and are very ashamed of themselves i hope so you know i think that's probably the case and i mean i get you know at that a lot of that age high school whatever you don't know you don't know any better than to not but it still was it just it hit so like it wasn't even like made me feel sad it just it was gross it just it really made me like ugh, people are fucking awful right it just glares in your face where you can really yeah, I remember. see how people can. It is so. It's it's because it, you say subhuman because it, what it is is it's dehumanizing your family and especially your brother. Yeah, I remember there was a girl that I thought was just I thought she was so gorgeous yeah. and sweet and nice and blah blah blah. And one day we're in the gym and I heard her talking to a group of friends and she's like, "Yeah, we were down there the other night and like all of us started getting cold chills and blah blah blah." And oh, we gosh, definitely know that there's something. I'm like, I'm feeling disgusted man that's and I, crazy i immediately was just like oh like i never could look at her like oh you're a like you weren't right. even, she wasn't even a person anymore she's just like this thing i needed to not have to talk to because there's no way it's gonna go well yeah yeah i i even i get that with there's places in you know that i know about and like my hometown there was someone that was murdered in this house and everyone called it the murder house you know and it was like it had a hard time selling and stuff and people said that like spooky stuff would happen there and it was for me everyone did this everyone adults children and it was still to me i'm like that's that that's a story of someone being murdered whose family whose loved one is gone now and to everyone else it's entertainment but to them it's like no it's not haunted my daughter died in that house yeah like it, it's a day that changed everything for somebody into you now it's just this entertainment it's just this cute little thing to to throw around and it's like right. oh hey maybe pay attention to the right which i guess maybe that is a lot to ask of people to I not think it, yeah i know yeah but when when it when it hits you like it did you know what i mean when it when it settles in that way too soon way too soon and i mean even i'm talking even years afterwards yeah, like, yeah you know sure i mean it, it just became like the you know, I mean, Finneytown's a small school, so not a lot of crazy shit happens there. Yeah. And so, I mean, that story hung in for years, like all the way through my high school and past that, you know, there's this kid who killed himself down here. And then, you know, I mean, you'd see people down in that park. Yeah. Like, we would hang out in that park afterwards. Like, like, the night, like, even two years later, I remember sitting down there with a bunch of friends and stuff. Yeah. And it just, you just, it never, you didn't relate the two. Like, it was just a place people went and hung out. Mm-hmm. So I never thought, like, oh, my brother died right over there. I mean, I would realize that that was the case, but it just yeah. never... I had no, like, aversion of going there or any yeah. of that. Like, it was just very separate in my head. Like, I could just right. clinically say, well, I mean, yeah, this is still a place people go to hang out, and I yeah. want to hang out with people, so I'm going to go there. It's got nothing to do with the park. Yeah. So... Yeah. But, uh, you know what I mean? Inevitably, when I'd be down there, I'd be like, if someone says something... <laughs> yeah i know you know i mean i I was more concerned with like i know someone's gonna say something stupid right um stupid as in about yeah about a a ghost story or whatever something like that yeah and it it, like that would be like that bothered me more than like oh this is the place my brother died would be like i know that there's a chance someone's gonna say something about that and i'm gonna that's gonna get under my skin yeah and then a lot of a lot of the teachers also like treated me very different after that happened. Yeah. And that like even looking back there's a couple interactions I had that just like they still bug me. Like 
You like should you should have had more sense than that. Like I had a teacher who would just randomly ask me how I was feeling, like at the beginning, beginning of class. Like he would stand up and everybody'd get quiet, and he'd be like, "Are you doing okay today?" Oh, in front of all the other yeah, kids. And yeah, and I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" Like, yeah. Hey, way to way to make this better. Like, cool. And then one of them was uh, <clears throat> I had an English teacher, and I loved her to death. She was a complete sweetheart, but she gave us some assignment about writing you know, writing some story about something impactful that happened in your life. And then as soon as she got done giving the explanation, she just walks over to my desk and squats down and kind of starts talking to me real soft. And okay, if you, I mean, I don't expect that you're going to, you don't have to write it about what happened with your brother and you don't have, and I'm like, cool. I wasn't gonna, and you know, kind of like try, you know, I wanted her just to not do that at that time. And she hung in there for so long. Like, she sat beside my desk for another 10 minutes after the point where I was just like, why isn't she going away? Yeah. And just kept like, I just want you to know, if you do want to write about that, you can. You're completely allowed to. No one's going to tell you you can't. But you don't have to. You don't have to write that if you don't want to. I know that's probably your first thought when something impactful was probably, you know, what happened with your brother. But you can What do you think she's trying to do? I think she just didn't know what to do yeah and i think she was trying to tell me it was okay if i wanted to but that i didn't have to like i think her initial statement was all she needed to say well i don't think she needed to say shit actually but it would have been much better if she had just said that and then stopped but i think she got so awkward after she said it that she kept just trying to explain herself more and trying to make sure i was okay that i was like i'm dealing with this my, my my way just let me do that Stop telling me yeah. I'm supposed to this or that or stop making it a big deal when I wasn't. Right. I think you got to let people off the hook to some degree because they're really awkward and they don't know what to do. I think some people are like, seriously, pure motive. Sound like this lady because you said you really liked her, but they're like pure at heart. They're just trying to do what's they're just trying to make you feel better. They're just trying to do it. And sometimes they just really mess it up. And I, again, I get that to a degree, but there's also a point where it's like, don't, I maybe, all right, you know, you like wrapping these up with some kind of, maybe I'll do the, I'll just do it now and we can keep, we can keep going. I'm not saying we have to wrap it, but you know, you always want to kind of wrap it up with what you learn. Let people grieve the way they're going to grieve. Okay. Well, no matter what happens to somebody, no matter what it is, check with, like, you don't have to, you don't have to decide for someone how they should be feeling at any given time Mm -hmm. like it would irritate me to no end because it would be like oh well hey i I know this might be sensitive or whatever um you know we were in i think like one of my social studies classes or whatever and they were talking about i think i think something came about someone killing themselves yeah and my teacher came over a couple minutes later like i'm sorry if that was rough for you and it's like well now you're calling attention to him and making it weird like I didn't even I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. I didn't ask you for any help. I didn't ask, like I wasn't acting any different. I was fine. I'm sitting here laughing with my buddy, writing of whatever we're doing. Right. And you just came over and made this real weird for everybody in this room. Yeah. So I, I think people are a little too eager to get in and try and help or to get in and try and do something. And they want to like, be a part of the story. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, just let me deal with it how I'm dealing with it. Like, right. let me do my thing, and if I need something, I'll ask. Like, everyone yeah. made made it really, really clear over and over. If you need something, ask. If you need something, ask. Okay, I got that. Right. 
But then for years after it, just anytime anything could even peripherally be kind of tied to it. Like, you know, I'd hear someone say something and I'd be like, oh my God, this is going to be one of those conversations. Like, you know what I mean? I knew the conversation that was coming and I hated those worse than, than I, you know, I wouldn't have felt bad to start with. Like I, just because someone mentioned, like there was a kid who, uh, in one of the like presentations in the auditorium, like said something about, or, you know, if that doesn't work, then oh, maybe I'll just go kill myself. Like, you know, some offhanded comment that I didn't think anything of. Yeah. But I had to go talk to the counselor after that, and then that kid that? had to apologize to me after that. Yeah. And the principal like was like, "If you want, if he, if you think he should be in trouble, we'll make him be. We'll make sure he's in trouble for that. That was insensitive and rude." And, blah, blah. and I'm like, it, yeah. "Everyone says that all the time. Like people say shit like that sometimes. He didn't mean anything by it. Like there's no intent to hurt me there. There's no like you're being right. too sensitive on my behalf and telling me I should feel bad." Which I, yeah, I it know made me saying. feel bad for not feeling bad. Gotcha. Gotcha. They're saying, yeah, okay. That's, and I understand how you could have that and you could be like, and I understand everyone wants to just be like, dude, I just don't want to think about my dead brother right now. Yeah. I'm just trying to have fun at school or to go hang out at recess. But I think people just suck. People suck at dealing with that sort of thing. So they don't know what to do when some kid says, I think I'm just going to go kill myself in front of the kid whose brother killed himself. They don't know. So they're just like, I guess we just punish him because we need to show Lloyd that we care. And this is how we show him we care is to let him know that we are going to handle this kid being insensitive. So they're just like, no, we're going to... It's them trying... I think that one is them trying to show you, Lloyd, we care, and then just messing up. Right, which, again, I think that comes back to my point. Of just let people grieve how they're going to grieve. Like, let people deal with stuff how they're going to deal with stuff. Mm-hmm. And don't... I feel the pressure to feel bad was worse than how I felt half the time. Yeah. Like, people being like, oh, well, I know that this probably upset you. And I'd be like, well, no, it didn't until yeah. you said that. Now I feel like it should. And, I mean... And then yeah, I'm like, hey, is live. something wrong with me because I don't feel bad about that right now? Or like that I didn't make that connection because that guy said a thing that yeah. if I turn on TV, I'm going to hear 12 times a day from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like how many times in your life have you seen somebody just like mock, put a gun to their head and like, like right. you know, just dealing with something stupid or annoying or whatever and pretend like. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. And I think. People don't understand that. They think that people want that sort of weird attention thing. So they're like, oh, this is what you want. But in reality, you're like, I just don't want to think about that. Or I just wouldn't have thought about that. Like, I'm not making that connection because it's not... Like, there are people who said shitty things to me. Uh, There was a guy named John that he literally said something like, oh, I can't remember. He got mad at me for something that had nothing to do with me. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was dating some girl we all hung out with. So one day he he yelled something at me and my brother, like, I hope you kill yourselves like your fucking brother did or whatever. Like, that was a... Okay, that kid, yeah, he was being shitty. Right. But somebody just being like, oh, I have to go on vacation with my family and we're going to my grandma's house at Disneyland and pretend to shoot... Some people, though, that, I know. The one one is one person trying to hurt one person just talking and right. not, like, thinking about everything going on. But I think some people, there are people that are, and these are, 
There are people like that that will hear someone say, oh, we're going to Disneyland. And uh, they're the person that hears that whose brother did die. They'll be like, oh, man, I can't believe how insensitive you're being. Oh, I'm triggered. I'm going back into the time and reliving this experience because you did that mock kill yourself thing. There are people that will do that, you know. So and I think it kind of messes it up for everyone because everyone thinks oh you got to be ultra sensitive because there's that one guy that uses this thing as an opportunity to get attention because it happens yeah and and i'm i'm for sure that some people would be like try and be like oh you're being insensitive or whatever but read the room read the room a little bit like i wasn't that kid Mm-hmm. Like, I never was like, oh, that upset me or that bothered me. Like, I dealt with it. I talked to my parents about it. I talked to, you know, right. what, whoever I needed to talk to about it. And I dealt with it however I was. You know, but everyone's attempt to be nice and everyone's attempt to be sensitive was ten times worse than if they had just not. Like, it, yeah, it, that bothered me yeah. more. And I, I get what you're saying of, like, you kind of got to let them go. And blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, it's like, when I would I would express like I would rather you just not bring this up over and over again yeah and then they still would then yeah like, well, it was like you're not respecting yeah. the fact that I'm not feeling bad or I'm not yeah triggered by this everyone's a not, therapist dude yeah like yeah. you know I mean teachers would come over like hey if, you know if you're uh, I think it was maybe the yeah so this would have been ninth or tenth grade so it was either two or three years after it happened something like that and uh, it was the it was September 11th it was that day mm-hmm and one of the teachers someone had mentioned it or told him or whatever and they're like whatever you need whatever you need today you do and I'm like I should just like stand up run around the classroom with my dick out just to like really stop these people from doing right. this like it was so really grossly take advantage of yeah like I, I almost wanted to I almost wanted to like take it to this really yeah. off the charts like abusing that sensitivity thing right just to make a point of like god stop doing this all the time like let me be a kid like these kids are already weird around me to Mm -hmm. a degree and i'm obviously not in any distress like i'm sitting here laughing and having a good time and making jokes now's not the time yeah just read the room hey yeah hey i'm sorry to interrupt you laughing but (laughs) let's talk about your do you want to be real sad for a minute (laughs) yeah like no asshole i don't even a little bit no there's no part of that that appeals to me let's not do that well, yeah, and then everyone's like, "Well, now you're just denying. You need to yeah. grieve properly." And, then, and of just course, like, you yeah. know, every every student, especially in high school, you know, would bring that up. No, like the shit that got tied to that, and like weird tangential, like someone would just make a connection and decide they needed to talk oh, to me gosh, about it. Yeah, like we lost a football game, and uh, after the football game, they brought up like one of the students at that school that had died or whatever. Like they were like, "Hey, can we have a moment of silence for this or that or whatever?" And, like, three dudes on my team came over and, like, put their arm around me. And I'm like, I, I don't know that kid, guys. Like, I mean, yeah. yeah, it sucks that he died, but he died of cancer or something. Like, right. He didn't. I, why Why are we now doing I this? I think they're just trying, man. They don't know what you need. They think you might need it and not want to ask. I know, but at a certain point, it's like, well, now everyone's standing. Like, we literally are in a stadium full of people that are now looking at me like, yeah. Well, why did they need to do that? And then for days afterwards, people were like, what was that about? Because there's a handful of people that just didn't know what was going on or didn't right. know why. So now I'm, to know. now I'm having to explain yeah. like, yeah, a couple years ago, my brother killed himself and blah, 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 blah. 
And like, you, you know how many times I had that conversation? I feel like you could just say like, don't worry about it. You, you try that with a high schooler. Because there's yeah. no, like, everyone, again, everyone's a psychiatrist. Right. As soon as you're like, oh, don't, don't worry about that. Someone else is going to tell them what happened. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in denial. And now I'm, now I'm hiding from my feelings. Right. And now I'm blah, 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 yeah. blah. Oh, first time I got drunk at a party, it was like, oh, we should keep an eye on him. Like, he's probably drowning his feelings. Like, I remember hearing <sighs> someone talking about that. It's like, dude, I'm, an, I'm a fucking teenager getting drunk at a party. Right. You're doing it, too. Like, you're, you're drinking right, right now. So are you drowning your feelings? Or are you just... Just is it chilling, just fun to drink dude. yeah yeah you know what i mean like so there's always this extra like layer added on to so many things everything you did was a reaction to your brother's death <clears throat> yeah like yeah it, it just basically it, it it's like someone just puts a lens over whatever you're doing yeah and sees it through that lens which i can at times sure i guess that helps but i think so many people did it so often that it just became like the thing to do whenever something was happening right like you know we went to washington dc and i was a complete shit bag like i snuck out of my room i hung off the balcony we were on like the third floor i Mm -hmm. hung off the balcony and dropped to the balcony below mine you got a swing you kind of swing into yeah like I, i literally climbed over the rail i was holding on i'm like three floors up yeah and i like swung over and let go and dropped on the balcony below mine went because the girls were on the floor below us i went through some girl the some the you know some of the girls in my class i went through their room and they had put tape uninvited on, yeah and i they put tape on all the doors so i literally just was like hey what's up guys i'm just cutting through and went out their door and i went and pulled all the tape off all of the doors so they would never know who you know, I mean, without someone just directly ratting me out. And then everyone started leaving their room and going to other people's rooms and stuff. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, no one really ratted me out or whatever. Yeah. But I remember this one girl going, like, literally came back on the bus ride home. She's like, oh, did you feel like you had to act out because you're depressed? And I'm like, no, that was awesome. I feel like you got to just use that and be like, and if you got in trouble for that, someone did rat you, I'd be like, um, yeah, I'm still working through stuff. Yeah, I mean, so it, I had to run through the women's hotel room. Yeah, like I had to grieve. I was a little properly. too proud for that. Like, yeah, again, because it was yeah. such a constant irritant. But it's the same thing as you run pulling your pants down, running right. your dick around. I, yeah. I wish, like, I think now I would probably take it to a much weirder place. Just because yeah. I'm a little older and like more, I realized yeah. like, oh, this will have an impact. Right. But I also was terrified of the idea like if I do something crazy, they're gonna think I'm crazy, and then they're gonna have make me go to therapy, and they're gonna like you know what I mean. I was yeah, always, there's like, a there's, there's a gonna lot. be consequences. Yeah, it does. It's not. It's not gonna work. Because everything yeah. I did, there was always this like, even if it never was brought up, you it felt like there was a little bit different reaction from people towards me just in general no matter what it was well it becomes your identity because you yeah. become the guy with the dead brother and people are like no i'm lloyd yeah i'm a you guy know? i like football yeah i'm hilarious you know, I like rap music <laughs> i just you know they're like oh he's he's the grieving boy yeah like i the thing is i was always like kind of class clown and i like to make right. jokes and shit like uh, i mean from the time i was itty bitty mm. and anything i did at that point it was like you know what i mean it, someone would eventually tie it to that and it just became such a big part of like who i was yeah that i mean it was it was so invasive it was so much of everything mm-hmm. and I, I i used to have like this idea in my head like i'm gonna sit everyone down in the auditorium and i'm gonna go up on stage and be like all right how about this no one bring it up again let's just stop yeah like that's 
that went out. Like man. everything I did, like every bit of joking I did, every like you know, what I mean, I would make some joke right. or whatever and make a bunch of people laugh, and inevitably someone would be like, well, you know, I mean, he's just he's gonna act out. Yeah, That's how yeah. he's dealing with That's, it through humor. Everyone just would tie yeah. everything to that to the point oh, where it's like, oh my god, this is fucking disgusting, right. guys. Like, let it be. Like, I'm yeah. I'm still a kid. I'm still a teenager. I'm still a human being. That yeah, just let me. You know, I mean, I. Again, I keep going back to that point, but yeah. just let someone deal with it the way they're dealing with it. Right. And don't, you're not a psychiatrist. Don't overanalyze it. Don't put right. your shit on everyone else. And, and don't try to be involved. Yeah, don't try and be part of the story because that makes you just, I mean, to the yeah. person that, that it actually did affect, it makes you the grossest thing on the planet. Right, because what they want to be is they want to be, they want you to be like, yeah, uh, Lloyd said I really helped him through it. He said once I came along and I brought it up for the 14th time, it really, really was cathartic for him. <laughs> yeah, they, they, I really, I, it was a, it was, it's about me. This whole thing. You they know? want all the consideration with none of the shitty parts. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, they want yeah. like oh the, the, the extra attention, yeah. but without having to go through pain. Yeah, the, the, like yeah, you didn't loss. earn, you didn't earn this attention you're getting right. off of this, and it's real gross that you're trying yeah it's weird man and i mean again i think you probably if i if i tried to assign a number to how many people i heard say something along those lines you probably wouldn't believe how high it was like i mean yeah. I, I would i would say probably a good 50 60 different people in some form did that yeah it's a story man like everyone it, wants to have their take and how they're involved <laughs> i remember <laughs> all right so I, I remember uh we were at this party at I'm not gonna say, but all right, I won't say names. Um, we're at a party, and I want to say ninth grade, and I was making out with a girl in the basement, while like some of the people were upstairs and a bunch of people were in the basement. And we snuck off into a closet, and I was making out with this girl, and then uh, I can't remember how she worded it, but she was like, you know, I always I was always hesitant to try and be friends with you because I know like you have all this stuff going on and blah blah blah, like. I know, you know, your family went through a lot. And I'm like, now, right now, you're bringing this up right now. Like, I'm just right now is the time for this. Like, I I couldn't have been any more. Well, she might be trying to, like, connect with you emotionally. Even if it was, it was just like, yeah, you literally you literally stopped kissing me to say something like this. Why? Why? Why would you bring that up at this time? Like, it's literally did it just kill your boner or were you like, well, no, still, but shut up <laughs> it, it, was, it was much more that because i was you know yeah 15 or right whatever, so yeah. i was just like all right well yeah that's yeah that's a lot it's intense or well i don't know yeah just then just right. know, went back trying to yeah but yeah like i remember it coming up there and i was just like there's literally nothing this isn't gonna touch on somewhere jeez man like i remember as soon as that happened like it didn't last like the makeout session thing did it, it was over pretty quickly after that because like even though I, I i think i tried to just like all right power through and we're right. gonna go back to it it still was just weird and like yeah like all right well this is now like you just brought up some super sad shit in the right. middle of something that i was really digging so yeah and definitely uh, not as hot yeah she tried yeah. to like she tried to talk to me like after that a handful of times and i just was like oh, i can't like I, I I'll, I'll never not think of that yeah you know, it was such a jarring transition 
for like a you know 14 15 year old boy like awesome i'm grabbing somebody's butt i'm touching her yeah. boom i'm making out with this chick uh-huh. and then she just was like yeah i just I always was hesitant to talk to you and stuff because i know like you know you had all that stuff going on and your family was so weird and all that stuff going on and i'm like oh all right. yeah all right so should I let go of your boob now? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what just we do next. Not, just bad timing. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what we do next. So, yeah, like that, uh, that, she tried to talk to me a couple of times afterwards about, like, you know, I knew she right. wanted to be, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, but I was exactly, just like, there's man. no way. There's no way. Yeah, that was probably, I don't know. She probably thought she was connecting with you on a level. She brought it up. And it could be true love right you can try and explain that one away all you want that was just a no, shit that's show. what i'm trying was, to explain dude I that feel was like just a- shitty timing okay. and a bad call yeah <laughs> like there was nothing about that, that was like, it, it just i remember that one and again you to me it was funny right you saw the humor in such a way yeah yeah and you know then i would tell somebody that story and they would oh dude i'm sorry and i'm like that's hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, why are you telling me you're sorry? That's fucking funny as shit. Yeah, but they don't. If you okay, think about. They're afraid that you're gonna tell that story and they're gonna laugh because it is funny, and then you're gonna be like, "Hey, man." No, but you if I laughed at you know, there's there are people that will react that way. So. Right, but if I'm prefacing with, "Dude, you wouldn't believe what this fucking silly bitch yeah, just said." This okay, was well, fucking then, hilarious. Right, yeah, and I would tell somebody like, "I'm there's one person in specific I'm thinking of that I told." And they were just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm real sorry. I'm like, they got super somber and yeah. serious. And I'm like, dude, I just told you it was a hilarious thing. It's hard, man. Because even like we have a, there's a guy in the, I don't going to say his name, but, you know, there's someone on our friends that experienced loss recently. And he goes in back and forth, like making jokes about it. But I can tell he's super sad. And sometimes I'll make jokes and then I'll be like, oh, no, couldn't make that one couldn't make that one, you know, so I don't know. So you lean on the side of like. I'm not, I don't know how you're dealing with this, but I definitely don't want to make you sadder than you are. So you lean on the side of being ultra sensitive. Right. But again, I think if somebody comes at you with, hey, look, I just thought this hilarious thing. Right. But what I'm saying is. Like, yeah, that's funny. Right. We can agree that that's funny. Maybe don't throw in some comment that you're not sure how it's going to go. Don't yes and it. Yeah. You can at least roll with what they're doing and not turn it into. Like I think so. Don't kill the movie. People yeah. are so ready to go to a sad place with shit. I'm not. I can't deal with it. I man. I, I don't like being sad. I don't like. Either. I I have depression issues and all that other shit. Like anyone else, I have my days where I'm yeah shitty and. But if I come, if if I'm like, hey, look, this is a silly thing that happened, or this was funny, right. just let it be that. Let it be what I say it is. Yeah, man. Which again goes back to my point of just let someone deal with it how they deal with it, dude. This is like, this has been a good episode, man. I think this will be really enlightening for a lot of people. I hope so. uh, Because it's, you know, like you said, 50, 60 people, you know, and then other people that, like you said, would kill your, kill your boner, kill your laughing it up buzz or getting drunk buzz by talking, making it sad. Yeah, just don't let, don't define people by some thing that happened to them and let people just deal with whatever they're dealing with however they want to yeah like it wouldn't have bothered me if someone was like hey like does this bother you or like is, are we cool with that because mm-hmm. I, I could have just been like yeah we're cool and just go from there that would have never bothered me right it's the assumption right. that I'm gonna be upset or I'm gonna be sad and then that makes you feel shitty for not being that thing yeah 
like I can't tell you how many times like I I was more upset by someone making me feel like I'm supposed to be sad mm-hmm. than I was actually sad like because I was sad right. plenty but when you, it would just be thrown at me sometime and I'd be like I, I would have never made that connection am I a monster right like you know what I mean like the kid at the assembly thing that was like or oh, just go kill myself I guess like mm-hmm. that, it was funny yeah and I would have never connected that to that. And then it turned into a whole production and the kid almost got in trouble. And I'm sitting there the whole time like, no, 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 he didn't mean anything by it. He wasn't saying it to me. Well, I think also mm. it's important what you're saying is it's important to be okay with the fact that you've moved on at least pretty far enough to, you know what I mean? Yeah, not the, feel that guilt of like, not, Oh, I feel like I should feel bad. Yeah. Not everything has to be about that. And there's, yeah. you know, I'll hear somebody say something or I'll see somebody, you know, whatever things, there's still little things every once in a while that will make me think about Waylon or make me think about that situation. Or, you know, every time someone says September 11th, now I get two shitty thoughts back to back. Yeah. Like just, you know, like, oh yeah, World Trade Center, and that happened. You know, like right. six years before that. Yeah. So you know, six years, six years after the World Trade Center, like 2007 on September 11th, I'm like, do I leave the house today? Yeah, dude. Like, fuck this day. Like, crazy. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It had nothing to do with anything. It's weird though. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was definitely. But now every time, again, every time someone says September 11th, I have two back-to-back thoughts of yeah. Yeah, that sucked and that sucked too yeah so like it couldn't have been september 12th that that happened on <laughs> like you know what i mean that, that i wouldn't have had to think about both shitty things well, you get all your memorializing done in one day dog yeah, yeah it's efficient you know yeah <laughs> 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 um, all right you know what that's a better take I, <laughs> it's a positive way to look at it joey I, I appreciate that yeah you're welcome uh see jokes there you yeah, go man see i am jokes. making light of your travesty i, I but that's what I, I i dig that, that good that's a better way to do it to me than yeah if, if like if you had just held that back i'm like mm. yeah like if i'd seen it cross your face that you had something to say and then you'd bit it back better like, not that would have bugged me more than yeah anything you could have said there yeah so yeah glad i busted that hilarious joke man fuck yeah killed it plug your uh plug your podcast oh yeah uh so coming up sometime soon hopefully the first of the month maybe sometime i'm not sure when yet but uh keep an eye out for it maybe i can get joey to share it if you're listening to this you should see it uh it'll be called four assholes in ohio and uh maybe a couple other things coming behind that but yeah just keep tabs on that it's uh lloyd d johnson on twitter and i think it's the same on instagram you can find me if you want to yeah lloyd's not a hard name to two l's yep um yeah like the anecdotal experience facebook page and then i will share it on that facebook page all right appreciate that all right well thanks a lot lloyd yes sir later